Proverbs 22, beginning with verse 1. I want to share a few moments upon your toolbox. Your toolbox. Proverbs 22, beginning with verse 1. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Humility is the fear of the Lord. His wages are riches and honor in life. In the paths of the wicked that snares and pitfalls. But those who would preserve their life stay far, far from them. Start children off in the way they should go. And even when they, were, when they are old, they will not turn from it. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. Josh, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. Start children off in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, how many of you guys this morning have a bunch of toolboxes at your house? Any of the rest of y'all? I've got them all over the place. And the problem with having more than one toolbox, you know what the problem is? Anytime I'm looking for something, it's in another toolbox, and I'm looking and looking and looking. One day I decided that I was going to just have one toolbox, put all my tools in one centrally location where I could find whatever I wanted as soon as I could. Well, I found out something. If I put all my tools in one toolbox, guess what I can't do? It's so heavy, I can't carry it around. And it's so amazing in my house. And Now, this is my toolbox. But guess who can find things in my toolbox faster than I can? Sheila knows exactly where it is. And I, I've, I have told her before, I think sometimes, Bruce, you know what I think she does? I think she hides some of my tools. And just puts them away and, and gives them back every once in a while. But toolboxes are very, very important to have, to have all of your tools in it so you, you know exactly where you can find what you need when you're working on something. I believe as Christians, <clears throat> we need a godly toolbox too, don't we? Things that we know that we can find, things that we know that we can use in time of needs. And dads definitely need that toolbox. In the world that we live in today, I believe it's going to get a big amen here. We need some strong dads in this world. Amen? amen? Some strong dads that are able to defend their children, to defend their wife, to defend this great country that we live in. Dad needs those toolboxes, those tools that they can use to help their children to grow up, to be like God. We talked this morning in Sunday school class, about us being made in the image of God. Well, praise be to God, we are. And dads are there to help us realize what God wants from us. And being a dad is just not a, an eight-hour job, is it? It's all day long, every day. A dad truly working for his family and giving for his family. We need that more in society today. In the Scriptures... We see about many, many good men that were good fathers like Adam and Abraham and Isaac and many others. But many of them, they had their good points and they had their bad points. 
One thing all of us dads know, we're all going to make mistakes, aren't we? We're not always going to have the right answer for everything. We're not going to know exactly how to handle everything. But a good dad knows in his toolbox. The key thing that he must have in his toolbox that is easily to find is the love that he has for God, right? And allowing God to be in his heart and in his life. And allowing God to help him in every decision that he makes in everything that he does, allowing God to be in control of that decision and allowing God to be the one that gives him the strength that he needs to overcome it. As Christians today, and as we think about what God wants for us to be as a godly father, a godly father that is working from him, look over with me over in Joshua 24, verses 16 through 18. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed these great signs before your eyes. He protected us from our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites, who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua says one of the first things that a father needs in his toolbox is a father needs to be the person that speaks for his family. I believe today fathers need to talk more about God than anything else inside of their house. Your children needs to hear you talk about God. When was the last time your kids heard you, Dad, pray? When was the last time your children heard or saw you read your Bible? When was the last time that your children saw us as fathers turning to God and asking for God for His help and for direction in our lives? We need to talk about God. We need to be sharing about God. I believe... It's very, very important for your, for your kids to come out to church. It's great to have Sunday school. Amen. It's great to be able to hear preaching and, and kids' corner and all those type of things. But I believe one of the persons that needs to be a strong influence on your kids becoming Christians is dads need to be that driving force, don't they? Dads talking to their kids about God. Dads telling telling their kids about what God has in store for them in their life. Christian fathers in the toolbox have to be willing to speak for God. Also, Christian fathers in their toolbox need to be a good example of God. I told you all this before, but it's one of my favorite stories of how fathers have to watch what they do. My uncle was out in the garage working one day and he was working away on his, his 65 Mustang, and he was underneath it working on it, and he hit something, and it flew off, and the, 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 the boat flew off the, uh, the car, hit him right in the top of the forehead, and my uncle said one of those words, it's when it slips out, you go, oh, no, I wish I hadn't said that. Oh, no, I'm sorry, you just want to catch it and throw it back in. Well, my uncle's little boy was sitting there listening to his dad. And he heard what his dad said. 
Supper time came. Passing the beans around. He drops, that little boy drops the plate of beans. And guess what happened? That same exact word that my uncle said when he was underneath the car came out of this little, little man. And my uncle looked at him and says, What in the world are you saying, son? What made you say that? He looked right back at him and said, Daddy, that's just what I heard you say a little earlier. Boy, that'll make you feel about that tall, won't it? Dads, we have to watch what we say. Dads, we have to show our kids. This is how, this is how I treat my wife. I treat her with respect. This is the words that I say to my wife. I let my wife know that I love her. I let my wife know she's important to me. I believe it's important for dads to discipline their kids, yes. But also, I think it's important for dads to love their kids, right? And let them know by the way you talk to them, by the way you share with them. My dad, he was, I always, I've told you all this before, if it was had anything to do with the switch, it was my mom. If it had anything to do with a long, long talk, it was my dad. And dad would sit me down and talk and talk and talk and talk. And there was one day that he was getting ready to have one of those talks with, with me. And I said, dad, can't I just go see mom and get this over with? I don't want to do it. But dads need to talk to their kids, don't they? Share with them. Share with them the goodness of God. And share with them that you're going to make mistakes. And even when you do make a mistake, that your dad still loves you. And your dad wants the very best for you. Also, godly fathers need to have in their toolbox a plan for their family. One of the things that I'm finding out more and more in society today People are just living barely day by day, aren't they? They're just hanging on by a thread. And it doesn't take much for them to be bumped away from the direction that they need to be in. I believe as a father, you need to have a plan. I believe some folks may disagree with me, and there'll be some people out in society who disagrees with me, but I believe dad should work for a living. Amen? I believe a dad should provide for their family, to be there, to give them what they need, to be that strong driving force, to have a plan, to have a plan. Sheila and I have always, when we get ready to buy something, this is my, the favorite, famous words that Sheila always asks me. Can we afford it? And guess what I used to say? I sure hope so right? But you sort of have a plan, don't you? You have a plan. Dads need that in their toolbox. Have a plan. Believe and stick to that plan. Have a plan of living a Christian life. Have a, have a plan of taking care of your family and being there for them. Also, God wants a father to teach his children about God and God's word, to teach his children this is what God said. This is what God said. I, I, I believe it's wonderful to teach your kids how to play t-ball. I did that with Heather. How to play softball, how to play basketball, how to do all those type of things. It's great. It's great, great, great. It's wonderful to have 
that time to teach your kids all about those type of things. But guess what? I believe it's just as important or more important to teach them about God than any of those other things, isn't it? To teach them about God. Tell, have them hear you talk about God and share about God and for what God means in your life. Now, I don't believe you can go through a Father's Day without looking at this scripture. Over in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 and 12. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. The prodigal son. The prodigal son, you can learn so much about things that you need in your toolbox by the prodigal son's father, right? The prodigal son's father. Here he had two sons, Scripture says. One came to him and wanted half, half of what the estate was and that he was going to leave. All of us fathers know here today, boy, it's hard to let go of your kids, isn't it? Amen? It's just hard. I remember the first time that Heather left in the car by herself. I wanted to go follow her. I, you know, I wanted, you didn't have find my iPhone back then. You didn't have all of the Life 360 and all of these other type of apps to figure out where they were. You didn't have all that. And I remember letting her go, letting her go. And I remember God speaking to me that night many, many times as I prayed. You've done your best to teach her the way she should be. Just hold tight to that. I'm sure the prodigal son's father was thinking to himself, Lord, I know he's going off to that distant land. And Lord, I know, I know that he's going to go and waste all of this money. He's going to make all these mistakes and he's going to do all of these things. One of the things all of us dads and moms here today, I believe, can amen me on this, is when you started out, you made mistakes. Amen? We all did. We all thought we knew better than our parents. We all thought we could do it our way. And we all thought we got this under control. We can do whatever we want to do. But we have to learn from those mistakes. The prodigal son's father, in his toolbox, he had to have a big, big tool of this. He had to be willing to let go and let God take care of his son. And believe as he left, God was going to be there for him. Now, what happened while the prodigal son was gone? you got to remember something. Back in that day, they didn't have cell phones, did they? Didn't have any, didn't have any landline phones. They didn't have anything to be able to communicate. So here's this father whose son is left. What, what do you think he was doing? I believe during that time, Something a big, important thing to be in your toolbox, Dad. I believe every day that prodigal son's father was praying, you know what for? For my son to come back home safe. I don't believe he was praying that prayer that a lot of dads may pray. Lord, I hope he comes back with all of the money. Lord, I hope he comes back with more money than he left with. Lord, I hope he comes back and he's going to give it to me. I hope, No. I believe every day the prodigal son's father prayed. And what was his prayer? Lord, just be with him right now. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what 
difficulties is, is happening. I don't know. But God be with him and take care of him. One of the things that are so great when you think about the prodigal son is he must have felt the love of his father and knew that his father, no matter what, loved him. Because he, when he got down to the bad, bad, bad way where he was, when he lost everything, when he was eating and sleeping with the pigs, when he lost all of his money and all of his friends had left him, all of a sudden, the light switch went on, didn't it? And he thought to himself, I can go back home. I've told people this a lot. I told Heather when she first started going out looking for a job. I've told other younger folks this before. I believe you never need to burn bridges, do you? When you burn bridges, there's no going back. And I've seen a lot of bridges burned in my lifetime, haven't you all? Where people will not go back and talk to each other anymore. Where they are completely finished. And you know what? I've even seen that with dads and their kids, haven't you all? Where those bridges are burnt. Where there's nothing left for them to go back to. Praise be to God, that bridge wasn't burnt. The prodigal son knew that he could go back home. What do you think the prodigal son's dad was doing on the day that the prodigal son decided to come back home? I believe he was praying, and he was waiting, and he's wanting to see his son come back home. Even though he knew his son had made a mistake, even though he knew that his other son wasn't going to be very happy, even though he knew what lot ahead was going to be a bumpy road, he wanted his son to come back home. And can you imagine how he felt? Can you imagine the hug? Can you imagine the kiss that he gave his son when he came back home? I've had some people say, well, preacher, shouldn't he talk to his son about what he'd done? About how that he had wasted all the money? How now that the, his, his brother had been working double time on his job, working his job and his brother's job as well? Shouldn't have been something done about that? Well, I'm sure there was a discussion about that. But I also saw, see how that that prodigal son's father was able to let his son know, even though you messed up, I still love you. And there's always a place here at home for you. Today, dads, you got a big responsibility. And you got a big old toolbox. And I believe every day you should be adding something to that toolbox. Adding something of God's ways to help your kids. Today more than ever, what our kids are facing today, we need those godly fathers. Wouldn't it be a great day on Father's Day for maybe a dad or a mom or a son, or a daughter, or a grandchild to turn their heart and life over to Christ. I don't know anything else better you could give your dad on Father's Day than to tell him that you're saved. And to tell him that now, not only, Dad, am I with you here now, but we're going to be together in heaven someday. It would be a great gift to get half. 
Maybe dads or moms here today, you're carrying around a big, heavy load. Maybe you just got lots, lots going on, and you don't know how to carry it all. Well, I know a man that can help you. All you have to do is turn it over to him and ask for his guidance. So this, direct, this morning, whatever God has talked to you about, I invite you to come as we have a closing song. Go with Mark.